1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time ad-free over on Patreon. Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the sisters from the Pop Apologist podcast, Lauren and Chandler Bledsoe. Hello. Thank you for having us
0: again. Yes. Hello. We're so happy to be here.
1: What is going on today with you guys? There's so much to talk about in the Bravo world.
2: I know. It is just... It's been a jam-packed week full of breaking news.
1: There's so much going on. Okay, before we get into what we're here to talk about, Vanderpump Rules, should anyone want to talk about that, (laughs) let's talk about some of the recent happenings for a minute. So Beverly Hills, you know, came and went. The reunion is finally over. We are now filming a new season. And we have this major shocking thing, which happened to Dorit. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Especially shocking, given. Oh wait, sorry. I don't want to interrupt. Maybe you want to say. No, what I, I, have, I think everyone knows.
1: Well, I mean, I have so much to say about it. You know, the fact that I mean, here's the thing. Like, can you imagine waking up and having two people standing at the foot of your bed? Like, well, it's shocking.
0: Okay, one shocking thing that I noticed was that the people, or the robbers, or the ne'er do wells, broke in at 11 p.m., which is kind of early for a robbery. In my opinion, like I feel like people, most people are up at eleven p.m. Is that most, crazy to say?
1: No, it's listen. I prefer to go to bed early, but that is not at all crazy to say. I mean, I like, think if you want to make sure someone's sleeping, it would be like two to four Right, 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 right. Anyways,
0: I just thought that was like an like oh, I was like that's pretty damn early to just be breaking into someone's home. You know. Anyways, well, I think you're horrifying, right, Taylor, because terrifying. It, I, I
2: do feel like. You know, generally you break in when hopefully the whole street is asleep. So, like, people aren't like, and a lot, most people, I feel like, I I guess, uh, other than David,
0: are still, like, I think, basically awake at 11. Yeah. Like, at least heading to bed. Like, people are, yeah, people are awake still.
2: That is a very good detail to bring up.
1: I mean, Uh, should we start a true crime podcast on the side?
0: (laughs) I think we have to. I mean it's I kind of
1: a good that's an interesting detail, unless they were watching and they just waited for the lights to go off, but I do agree right. with you that wouldn't you want the whole streets lights to be off?
0: Yeah, and I feel like I mean if you didn't want your like the person you're intruding on to fight back, you'd want to kind of break in when they're asleep so that you could catch them off guard. I don't know. I've never robbed anybody, but that would be I guess my mindset going into it
1: it's that yeah, would be if my you mindset were too going into it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, it's
0: terrible. I mean, I think also the crazy detail about how they, they broke in through the children's classroom, um, which I will just say is probably the playroom. Um, and, and yeah, I mean the fact that she was, you know, at gunpoint and then they said, uh, they said, we're going to kill you, you know, or something. And then she she said, please don't kill me. I'm a mother. And then they said, kill her, but they didn't obviously. I know right. and why didn't they that was very interesting why would they say kill her maybe
2: just to scare her maybe so that she yeah, would just do nothing so well well because I guess it took them a full 20 minutes to load up all those uh, probably trash bags I'm assuming mm-hmm. with all of that all of her Birkins and Hermes and Louis Vuitton everything we've seen everything they talked about during well, the reunion That's that what was literally so interesting
0: yes the night before that very episode talking about how she buys everything you know I mean, and just, it was spooky hearing and the fact that Andy had texted Lisa Renna to say, you know, hey, get your stuff out of that garage. You're a target now. And then literally the next day or in the next two days, Dariq gets robbed.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, okay. So I have a lot of things. Look, of course it's horrible. So let's just put that aside for a minute. We're not discussing like whether this is horrible or not right now, because it is obviously, I mean, I don't, who wouldn't think this is horrible. I just think, is it the re- right? So, like you're saying this on the reunion. So, I mean, to me, it's like, was that the motivation that you heard this and said there's our next target?
0: Yes. Or
1: or is it the incessive non-stop social media posts where mm-hmm. you are? I mean, do you follow her on Instagram? It's like she dances in her closet. It's her her reels and TikToks are no, in the closet. You're kidding. No, 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 they're in the closet. So Forget about the fact like Dorit does a daily or every other day post where she's in the Balmain, the Gucci, <laughs> oh whatever it is. But forget the outfit. And I mean, PK has been in these. The children have been in these. These are 98% of the time from the closet. So if you go to her Instagram behind her in the Gucci, and she always says hashtag, you know, like she's yep, Gucci. Yep. Wow. <laughs> but behind her, you see 18,000. You know Louis and Gucci's and Beaumonts and and Birkins. It's in her closet. There, you see all the shoes are over here. Red bottoms everywhere. So, it's in her closet. I mean, that- if a
2: tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it? it did it? Did it make a sound? I mean, if Doree <laughs> isn't doing these reels, does she even own those things? Like you got if you got it flaunt it. Right. I just think it's so interesting this mentality that she that a lot of these women have where it's like. I need everyone to know about all the stuff I have. Right. Constantly.
0: It's so gauche. I mean, I don't know if Heather Dubrow watches this podcast, but she's also a target because she does the oh, very major same target thing with yeah. her closet and all of her stuff displayed behind her. Anyways,
1: she does. She does. I mean, so just take a look at Dorit's Instagram and just see that. Like if you are watching her and you ignore the outfit, you look behind her and you're like, Oh my God. It's like, look, of course nobody deserves this, but it just, to me, goes back to like, you're asking to be robbed. And I tie this in with like Kim Kardashian, you know, Kim doesn't wear jewelry anymore in public. Like Kim right. Kim takes her whole thing seriously. And yeah, she stepped up her detail, but like Kim, Kim won't wear anything in public anymore. And then you look at like Kyle, you're posting that you're on vacation. So it just makes you think on a bigger note of like you know they broke into Kyle's house when she was on vacation. Of course, like right. that is like asking to be robbed.
0: Well, and and do I don't know if Kyle. Let me restate. I don't know if Kyle lived in a gated community. I don't think Dorit does.
1: No, I don't think so. Well,
2: okay, and so
0: this is. I obviously don't want to.
2: I'm not trying to blame Dorit in any way. No one deserves for this to happen to them. Of course. I also think, though, there is a very real fact that as a parent, you know, if you are putting out that you have all these things constantly on social media, are you putting your family at risk? Like, are you, you know, Mm -hmm. is this something where you're making yourselves and your family a target for 'er ne'er-do-wells as Chandler calls them and I think that it's a really good lesson I mean thank goodness she's fine thank goodness they didn't do anything to her but I think everyone who flaunts you know wealth and possessions on social media should realize that they are targets and you know unless on some level it's like unless you can have unless you can afford this the full-time security to guard all of your stuff maybe you can't really afford it you know
1: that's how I feel. I just feel like if this isn't a lesson for people to just, I mean, dial it back. I mean, that's I what know. I take from this. Like, okay, like obviously, I mean, Kathy Hilton has a ton of money. Like, I mean, I has Kathy stepped up her security, so, but it's different. Like, they're not. They don't flaunt it. Like Kim did. Kim Kardashian did. Like, you're not going to go to Chloe or like, you're not going to go to Chloe's house. She has as, you know, plenty of money, but it's just Kim used to do that. And she doesn't anymore. And I think look with what Kyle went through, it's just, yeah, of course, no one deserves this. I'm just saying, if you look at her videos now, you're like, oh my God, this is like literally saying, come and rob me. It is. Like right. that's, mm. It's well, I can't believe the closet. Like you're just looking and you see the bags and the shoes. You're just like, oh my God.
0: I mean, Crystal's ninety five thousand dollar Hermes bag. Oh my bag, god! I first of all, I think Hermes like bags are kind of ugly, and I thought that bag was also kind <laughs> of ugly. It looked like um like a shop front, like a window front to, of a store that was like turned, turned into a bag. But anyway, it's like that's that's a hundred thousand dollars.
1: I don't get. I, I don't shocking. get the Birkin. I don't really understand don't. the Birkin Mm-mm. myself. But it's all just yes. Now. It, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Well, I'm
2: just saying those objects, they're not about the physical form that they take and you know their intrinsic beauty. They're about signaling, you know, insane wealth.
1: Right. So yeah.
2: Anyway, but that's just that's another comp that's a that's a broader, more philosophical so,
1: conversation. Oh my god, totally. But I also do we want to oh, address good. the fact that everyone yeah. that there's all well, there's a whole movement online of people that still say that this is a setup, that this is mm-hmm. fake. Right. I'm not saying it, so don't fucking come for me. <laughs> but that is what is on there on all the blogs that there are right. people saying, you know, that whole thing that Dorit was gonna be fired. And, you know, she has no storyline and all this other stuff that this was planned. Someone was also
0: just, yeah, saying that, like, you know, you get robbed at 11 p.m. And then there's a story in Daily Mail at 9 a.m. the next morning. Like, you know, that's pretty good timing for Daily Mail.
1: And my whole thing is like, look, I mean, where are the people? Like, I'm not saying I mean, just if you know what I mean, like, who are these people? And. I don't know. It's just,
2: okay. So let's just though, follow this, this theory out. Right. So this would assume that she has insurance. Cause I don't think Dorit is going to give up hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially millions of dollars worth of products for, you know, a storyline. I just don't think that. Um, so let's assume that she's insured and then, you know, she's going to also commit insurance fraud, It's just seems like, it seems like a reach to me.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And I mean, her kids were also in the house. Like, would you really traumatize your kids over this? Like young, young kids with like a fake robbery. I don't know. She doesn't seem like that type of mom.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, listen, it's far fetched. Right. But just listen, Erica and Tom are getting divorced and Tom defrauded like, you know, victims out of millions of dollars out in a plane crash. And he was like one of the most respected attorneys out there. So I'm not saying take the hit. I'm just saying saying, like nothing shocks me with housewives anymore. Nothing. Right. Literally.
2: Really? So (laughs) you think that there is you think that there's potential that this is fake?
1: I mean, listen, I would say 90%. I don't think this is a setup. I, I really don't. But say, yeah, 10. I mean, just, I think that the like fame is such a big drug. I, I do. And I just, I mean, look at Jen Shaw and like, I mean, there's just so much going on that is just crazy. So I really don't think that this, but I it wouldn't shock me the fact that this is where people's minds go.
0: My mm-hmm. mind
1: went there before I read any of that. Like my mind really? went there. It did. And so I just feel when when your mind thinks something and you just keep it to yourself because it's so insane, then like you read it and you're like, well if I thought this and now other people mm-hmm. are thinking this, I don't know. That's that's yeah. the only thing. Like I didn't voice my opinion. I said, I'm insane. I I need a life. I spend way too much time at the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. This is insanity, David, for someone to think that this is a setup. So get the thought out of your mind. And a minute later, I moved on. And then like, you know, a day later, I see that it's all over and a million people are thinking this. And I'm just like, right. If if I, you know what I mean? If people have the same thoughts, I don't know. That's the only thing.
0: What, what do you think of all the women showing up the next day? Teddy, everybody being photographed you know, that, that day, the day of, of? Oh yeah. The day of the next, the very next
1: morning. I, well, there's that. And now, I mean, they're re- do you know, they're recreating either. They recreated this, they're, they're filming, they filmed it. They're recreating something. I don't think they're recreating like a break in, but they're like, what? Well, well they're that's like, my
2: question, are they filming it? Cause that will, I think really say a lot about this. Well, right. And
1: this was also the day Dorit was supposed to start filming like her first day, like Garcelle and, 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 Erica filmed like a gym scene. Like there were scenes in like Portia's bar mitzvah, but like mitzvah, but like this was Dorit's first day was the morning after this. It just, I mean, it yeah. just, that doesn't help and, anyone who, who thinks that it may not be real. It's I'm just, not, it's, it's strange. I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate.
0: not saying there's a right or a wrong way to like have this trauma happen to you but it's just interesting to note that like you know Kim Kardashian went off of social media she basically kind of like changed as a person like she doesn't wear jewelry in public anymore and like it'll just be I guess interesting to watch you know how does how does Dorit move forward with after this like horrific thing happens does this like just fuel like more and more publicity or does she try to take a step back you know and just two different people and how they respond
1: to it will, you know, be interesting. That's, that's the thing. And the thing is, which my thoughts just go to like, that is her brand though. You know, and I'm not saying that that's right. Like, I think a tragedy should overcome everything, but like, that's her brand. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you think about Dori on the show, like, look, you even ask like, who is the best fashion sense? And I mean, Garcelle can't stand Dorit, but she's like, I'm giving you my honest answer. It's Dorit. Like, so her brand is, and I think she knows it. I think that's why these closet things went like escalated. I think Dorit knows like my brand is being the fashion girl and wearing head to toe labels. That is now Mm -hmm. my brand, which she created, but like Rinna doesn't need a brand. She's Rinna, you know what I mean? She's like has Melrose and days of our lives. And I just think this was Dorit's brand yeah well
0: and i wonder you know how much of this is if it is a conspiracy set up thing like to prove that she has a lot of expensive things and that they're you know that she's not renting things or whatever like to show that she's got you know the money i don't know
1: maybe it's well, just the whole thing is so strange
0: okay that's the other question david because
2: i know on this podcast we've questioned the um the veracity of the kemsley wealth the kemsley empire Do you think that she was telling the truth, that she really does buy all that stuff, that none of it's loaned to her? And if so, where is that money coming from?
1: Well, that was the thing. I thought it was really funny when they were having that conversation at the reunion and Andy was like speechless. And I'm like, Andy, you need to listen to the Behind the Velvet Road podcast because I've said a million times like- (laughs) you know, Balmain and Balenciaga and Hermes and Louis are not giving Dorit Kemsley a discount. So it was funny when Andy was like, I don't understand, like you're showing it on the show, you know? And they were, I'm like, yeah, that might work for like Trey Judice, you know, where like the local, like mom and pop, like, over there in new jersey gives her 13 outfits to wear but i mean <laughs> right. i just thought it was funny because andy isn't really into fashion or whatever and the girls were just like oh my god is andy this clueless and i was saying the same thing because we've talked i mean they're not they don't give discounts at like balenciaga and right not for to and like, probably not for, for anybody
0: right it's not here's your 15 percent off friends and family you know, yeah. like th- th- those brands don't operate like that. I did think it was pretty shady though for him to ask her that question. Cause I don't think he would have asked the other housewives that question.
1: No, I don't think so. So I don't know. It's like, it's just so interesting, but it's a horrible thing. I mean, the thing is, if you, it's like thinking about that vision is what freaks me out the most. Like if you are asleep and wake up and there are people in your house. Oh yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know if you can, go and film i mean like you know i mean like this is a big thing
2: i want off this show i'm my social media is deactivated it's gone i want to be a private like i want to be a private rich person with a lot of security and safety that's where i'd immediately go there and i would Mm -hmm. not i would be like sorry i'm off this show it's not worth it to me like
1: i'm i'm done Totally. And like Kim, yeah, Kim went on with her life, but she did make massive changes. She, she did Right. Change. And, she,
0: and she went dark for a, a solid amount of time. I want to say like, like three like to almost, four months.
1: Maybe right. Maybe
0: longer. Yeah. It maybe longer. Like, completely
2: yeah. dark. So the idea that you would be like, all right, I guess I have to start filming at noon. We got to get this hot drama. I don't know. I I think Doreet is a really nice person. I'm not trying to come for her, especially like I actually started crying when I read the news. So I definitely like felt a lot of empathy for her. And I think that it's horrible. So um, it's just interesting, I guess, to see how it will be handled and how, and maybe we'll be totally wrong. Like maybe they'll show it and they'll show her like not wanting to film at all. And that'll be the
1: story. I don't know. Right. And they'll like find these people and they'll have, and like that we're, we're, we're like not coming for her. We're just saying, putting this horrible thing aside, this is what's being said. And like, it's just, again, I hope it's not true because it's in so sick and insane if that's the case. Right.
2: Whoa, you guys, there's breaking news right now that Tom Girardi actually apprehended the robbers.
1: Are what? you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: no, just um,
1: I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just.
2: Because you know how he uh, he fought oh, off yeah. the robbers in his own house? Right. So maybe this would be his tale of redemption. And that's actually going to well, be the first episode
0: of next and season. Then... PK, when he was coming back from London, flipped his car five times. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, it gets like so much more complicated because like I'm friends with Dana Wilkie. Do you know I had Dana Wilkie? Oh, yeah. So like, do you know how she's now involved in this? Do you know all this? Like, She's involved? Well, okay. She's not, okay. She's not involved in the robbery. She's just involved in she posted like Dana's brand is say a little different than my brand. I mean, I conduct interviews and sometimes do like talks like this. But, you know, Data's brand, I mean, I call her a gossip monger. She tells me that that's very offensive. I'm like, it's a term of endearment that that's, that's (laughs) your, that's like your brand, sweetie. So, I mean, I was a subscriber
2: to her Patreon and like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, literally it's like five documents a day that are like gossipy documents, like court documents about celebrities or about celebrities. It's like hilarious.
1: I mean, it's just, I don't like any of those types of podcasts. That's just me because I am like. I just want to know the facts. So I don't want to know all this speculation and all this other crap, but like, you know, like we can start at a, I'm going to tune out from B to Y. And when we get to Z, like, let me know what the deal is. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but Dana posted something. I don't even know what, I did not understand what it was. She posted something on her Instagram the night before this happened to call out PK And to read about just if I think about the fact that like they owe money or whatever it was, I don't pay attention to the facts. And then PK said, you are my see you next Tuesday of the week. Remember those DMs that I got from PK where he told, apparently, apparently Mr. Kemsley does like to just sit there, I guess, and troll Instagram and see who's talking about him and then tell them to fuck off. So he engages. Wow. PK engages. So whereas I got the DMs and I'm now blocked by Mr. Kemsley, Dana wasn't blocked, but she, she got like a, my see you next Tuesday of the week is Dana. And here's why she either wants more followers or she's using my family just to get whatever. So he said that. So she reposted that of course, like you never engage because that's just going to help the other person's case. Whereas I just am like, okay, let me file these DMS away. Like I really don't give a fuck. Dana took that and ran with it. So now what happens? Oh, sure. is Miss Mellencamp. Oh yeah. Th- the plot thickens Miss Mellencamp. Some call her Teddy <laughs> responded, re- sent Dana DMS and also publicly called out Dana and said, look what you're disgusting. Look what you did. Meaning like you put this up there and it had your address on it. Dana has then responded and said it never had their address. It had like the street they lived on and you know, it's public knowledge where someone lives. Like it's not that hard to find. I
0: also, I doubt that these robbers or 'er ne'er-do-wells are trolling Dana's feed. Like, I don't know. That seems like a huge coincidence.
2: Drone footage of everyone's house.
0: Right. Edna, there's you
2: know there's exterior shots. It does not take much to figure out where these people live. Like it's very easily Googleable. So the idea that it's Dana's fault is ridiculous. But also, it's hilarious to me because Dana's podcast and entire brand is is like pure speculation, a hundred percent gossip, a hundred percent rumor mongering. It's like kind of like the star. It's like Star Magazine pod version of like a
1: podcast, right? And I'm not shading her. It's just not my, it's not my shtick. It's not my thing, you know? Right, right. Like, I don't want to read, like, right, the National Enquirer about Mm Benefer if it's, like, not true. Like, is it true or not? Like, I don't need to hear, like, I'm not into fan fiction and fantasies. You know, (laughs) like, so I just don't, you know, listen, I don't even enjoy talking about Erica as much as I do. It just... I had Catherine on that's what the people wanted I I like doing interviews but yeah I don't know but that is now what happened and Teddy said that and Dana has since taken this down and I don't know it's all just a bunch of people who I don't even know I don't even know
2: Oh, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this is all, how it all plays out. I definitely, I definitely feel for Yeah, I want, I want that to be the ending note because tr- of this conversation, because, you know, people, whatever the speculation is, it is just speculation. And I think we should take it at face value on some level, given totally. how horrible that experience would be. And it most likely is true.
1: And I mean, if you have a gun in your phase right your thoughts are a i'm gonna die and b, my children are gonna die period like i don't know where your head i don't think there's any in between i think you immediately right. just go to like let's deal with the end result here so that's gotta be yeah i don't even know how you i don't know how you get your life that, is but. forever
2: changed for sure she has P, she'll have ptsd for sure
1: that's kind of what i think well right so that is our main overtake that we this is horrible for dorit anyway moving on you are here now to discuss a show, which <laughs> no one has really been discussing lately, is Vanderpump Rules. Oh, David,
2: I'm so excited to talk with you about all things VPR. I was not going to watch this season, actually, yeah. at all. Okay. Because I am I am captivated by Stassi Schroeder, and I do think Jax makes for great television. I think Kristen Doty gave us many gifts. And so I, I assumed that without them on the show, this show would be... Just terrible, like un- mm-hmm. basically unwatchable, and so I didn't even watch until, you know, we discussed maybe doing a, um, a State podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, State of the Union, exactly. So I'm grateful because dun, 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 I am loving this season, and I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Like, I can't believe it. I'm shocked.
1: Okay, so wh- why and because <laughs> of what?
2: Because okay. <laughs> So before we get into like, you know, any specific drama, I think that yes, it's true that the cast does appear to be a cast. It does not have the same magic as the early seasons of Vanderpump Rules in the same way that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, seems like they're a cast. It does not have the same magic as the early seasons when we were just following like very rich women in their lives um, and like true sister relationships. So I will say that you know, it they this does seem like a cast filming a show. They don't seem like they are all natural friends who really want to hang out. But that said, there's very real human drama happening. And I find it quite interesting to watch. And so I think that like I think the infertility journey. Um I'm, now I'm blinking with Tom and Katie is very interesting. I think that the Sheena and Brock drama is. Utterly captivating. I think Lala has basically supplanted Stasi as the basically the head bitch in town. Right. And I'm loving this season. I really am. There's enough, there's enough to chew on. That's what I have to say so far.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. I need to maybe revisit this season. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you watched? Have you watched it? Yes. Okay. Now I've watched, I have a guest coming up from Vanderpump Rules. I did just sit down with a lovely person from Vanderpump Rules and I don't know, I, you might be liking it better than me. You might. Interesting.
2: Okay. So what do you not like right now? now?
1: And I also have to say that the ratings at least were in the toilet. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are now, but it started with half of the audience. So we had this big upcry in New York that like only 700,000 people were watching instead of 1.2. Well, Vanderpump Rules is like six something. So I don't know why we don't have a crisis over that. Um, Well, I think
0: think it started off as a very sleepy season. Like I would say that the first two episodes were pretty boring. Mm Mm-hmm. And then now, like, because I kind of binge watched the whole thing, like there was plenty to chew on by you know by the time I got caught up. But yeah, the first couple of episodes, I mean, it's just like baby news, and that's about it. You know, like boring James and Raquel.
1: You know what I don't love? I don't love that it's like it started filming and then LA shut down again, and so we have we had to pivot and we had to go to Palm. Like just being Mm. in this space, like I could notice these fake things about Mm -hmm. the reality TV. So it's like. LA opened and closed, opened and closed, opened and closed. They couldn't make up their minds. And so like when they started filming and then it did shut down again, they couldn't film it, sir. And now we're in palms. Like there's, this is not like the housewives let's go on our trip in like episode 10. It's like, where's sir? Like we're on our trip in like episode (laughs) two. So that to me was like, Oh, you can't film. And it's just kind of like, I get it. Like it doesn't have to stay true to its original formula, but I mean, what happened to a bunch of like not rich, struggling people working in a restaurant? This is not. No,
2: that dream is dead. (laughs) It's over. Like that, the magic of this early show is completely gone. So if anyone still has a pipe dream that it's ever going to come back, you need to, you know, you need to, to get with it because it's not, but what we do have Like, I agree with you. A lot of it seems very manufactured. Like, (laughs) my favorite thing is when Lisa Vanderpump is FaceTiming Sheena and they're like catching up like they're besties, which is hilarious to me because without being on a show together, I don't see a world where Lisa is inviting Sheena over to catch up and to hang out. Like, not a chance. That is not her milieu. Um, But what I do think is interesting is like, yes, we have this manufactured tea party with the whole cast there. It's just, you know, them clearly filming a scene. But in that scene, we have Lala Kent going after Sheena's very real problems with her uh, baby daddy. And that is very interesting. So I think that even though part of it's our manufactured, there's enough to, there's really enough, you know, real problems happening. So I can get past the, the, the veneer of fakeness.
1: I mean, maybe I need to think about it as the season goes on and I watch that. And like, maybe I'll then say, wow, this is like real life. And I can't believe we're watching this. Maybe I'll have like a resurgence on that sense.
0: One thing that's very interesting for me to watch and, and maybe in a, maybe in a dark way is just how these people are like pseudo rich. Like they all have like, um, like they're, you know, Valley view homes or whatever. They're like three-bedroom like you know I, I'm a renter so full disclosure but um they've got their homes and then they've all got like uh the v- like Jettas like I don't know if you saw that but like when they drove to uh Palm Springs like there was like a Passat and like a Turing anyways I just think it's funny to see how they like grow up how they've grown up into kind of like you know pseudo-rich. upper middle class pseudo-rich like terrible but they still all have terrible tastes like Katie Maloney styling escapes me every single season. <laughs> I do not understand how this woman, you know, pro- ha- probably has access to a stylist, definitely has more money than I do. And she's wearing a boa sleeves and a purple pants. I
1: like, just what? I just with a Nancy know. Grace
0: haircut.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. And this is going to be like so superficial. I just don't know how she scored Tom Schwartz. I don't understand it. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I, I guess he's not some maybe great better.
1: prize either with his, but I don't know. Tom Schwartz is cute. I mean, he's loyal.
0: Right. But he's yeah, also but he's kind also of pathetic.
1: Com-
2: yeah, exactly. He's right. like not a man. Like, yeah, this right. is the thing. This is the thing, David. And I'll tell you, this is your problem with Vanderpump. You're not a straight woman. I'm sorry to tell you, it's just not, you're not a straight woman. And so you don't, <laughs> you don't get it on some level. Like,
1: apparently. like, okay.
2: When, when it comes to Tom Schwartz, I'm sorry. I hope he never listens to this podcast, but like I cannot imagine respecting someone less than Tom Schwartz. He literally cannot stand up for himself about the most minor of issues. He's a complete doormat. And so that is why, you know, I think most women would not actually be attracted to him if they got into an actual relationship with him. Um, and in addition, and so I think that's one thing that maybe you're not really seeing. And then also when it comes to like the Shana drama, I think that like I'm a 31-year-old woman. I can understand how the stakes would feel so high. She's like 35 finally having her first child. I can understand how the stakes for her in her life feel so incredibly high that this relationship work out, that you know, if she, you know, this this is probably her shot at like having a family that's that sticks together. And It being like kind of decimated by this show is very captivating television. And I think maybe that's why you're not so um, riveted by it is because you don't really like you don't kind of you can't put her yourself in her shoes the way that I can, since I'm so close to her demographic. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Can can we talk, though, a little
0: bit about Brock's issues? Yeah, Sure because here's the thing it my initial read of brock was that he was a really sweet guy and i was like okay sheena's found someone who like you know is more her speed um this like aquaman lookalike whatever long like i can't imagine dating someone with that long of hair but that's another issue um but if you look closely at like what he's saying about this entire domestic battery abuse situation which is like that's a heavy charge um it's weird because Sheena, like, their, his whole excuse for, A, leaving his family in Australia is that, like, I was coming to America to, like, have a better life. But, like, Australia is not a third-world country. And this isn't 1945. And I, the American dream is, is not living in Valley View and being on a reality TV show about, you know, a restaurant with goat cheese balls. So, no, like, not. that that excuse to me of, like, he was coming to America to have a better life. It's like, What? No, it sounds like he's like escaping North Korea, literally. And 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 yeah, he goes. She felt like I abandoned her and the kids by coming to America. Well, it's like yeah, you you did. You literally left the other side of the world <laughs> to go to another like developed country and live there where for you, good. And then where, where where a place where you
2: never sent any money back. Yes, like allegedly, yeah. you did not fulfill your child support. So right, the whole purpose right. that you are trying to say that this was for didn't end up getting fulfilled. And he didn't come here for better opportunities. He came here because he wanted to be a celebrity and wanted to live in LA. Right. So, and And I will say, I mean, David
1: Brock, Brock, listen, Brock does. I mean, I hope everything is hope she is happy, but like Brock does nothing for me when he's on the screen. I mean, I just like, he is like Jenny Nguyen for me in Salt Lake. I just (laughs) tune out. Right.
0: I know I, I, right.
1: I mean it's nothing personal. I just I mean I, I can't help it. I just it's like nobody's speaking. Right.
0: I mean
2: <laughs> I I think that it was just so hilarious that he thought that he could confide in Lala about right. his dark past and that that wouldn't be brought up on the show. Like I mean it, poor idiot. Oh, seriously
1: hilarious. Poor idiot. poor idiot. I mean
0: also it is rich for Lala to be like you know, you're a mother now. And now that I'm a mother, I, you know, her whole shtick about being a different woman because she's a mother is a little bit annoying to me. And the way she talks down to Sheena when Lala is literally with a man who also abandoned his family, you know, like, I I guess he didn't move to another country, but he still left his family for Lala.
2: He definitely, I wouldn't say he abandoned his kids because he does seem like a good dad, but he was willing to, you know, completely dismantle their world to to be with his mistress,
0: who he's allegedly cheated on so she's not exactly dating father of the year that's all
1: well married to i guess especially especially now with everything that's unfolding like Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on but i don't know that's another one people think that's a publicity stunt
2: well okay so i was gonna ask you um i was gonna ask you if you have any inside tea on this because i think it's real personally um, but I'm very curious if you got any sort of DMS, if you have any insider scoop.
1: I mean, I have not talked to Randall or Lala just because they were on the show yet, but uh, I kind of think it might be true too. I do. I
2: just, I don't think that Lala, you know, it's very clear that Lala in, enjoys on the show being like a rich wife, you know, and being, or I guess, fiance and she likes her status and she wants everyone to adore Randall. And I don't think that her, she's probably one of the most interesting people to watch on that show. She didn't need to pull this to stay on. And so I think that, you know, I don't think that she would have sacrificed her relationship's dignity to, you know, pump up Vanderpump Rules ratings. Especially when there's like, that's a non sequitur in itself because they're not even talking about this on the show. So why would people go watch the show if they're interested in the story? It's not even, it would be next season, I guess.
1: Right. Like there was no reason. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a full, first of all, you know, you talk about like Lisa Vanderpump FaceTiming Sheena. It's just like when Lala walks into Lisa Vanderpump's house, like how bad does Lala want to be like, like, and this is not a dig to Lala, but I mean, she thinks she's Lisa's equal when she walks into the house. She she doesn't walk in the same way Katie does or, you know, Sheena or really any of the others. She's really like, well, I mean, what's the difference? I live down the street. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean.
2: Oh, there's a total, there's an energy about her that's like, I am now like head bitch in charge because I'm with this really rich guy. And- I definitely I definitely see what you're saying and
1: like whatever like I'll like call Lisa any day I want for lunch like she's I mean who who the hell's Lisa like I don't work for her she's like my colleague
2: (laughs) right for sure oh I I think it'll be interesting to see what happens here I mean do we think that they'll my my prediction is they will stick together but this did happen I'm curious what are you guys' predictions
1: that's my prediction also I mean, yeah, I think the gravy train's too good. It's just like, why? I mean, I get it. Like sometimes when you're on that third martini and it tastes so good and you have that lime twist and then you have that fourth martini and I get it. Like, I totally get it. Like sometimes we just make our decisions because, you know, the drinks are there, but in what world, like, why? Like, what do you think is going to happen next? Like,
2: Well, this is, okay. So you're saying that you get how Randall made a mistake, right?
1: Well, I get like how it happens. Like you're in the moment, you're on your third drink and you're like, I really don't want to do this. And this is going to fuck up my life, but I just can't say no now. Cause like, this is in front of me. Like, why not? I, I really do I mean, get that.
0: He's a serial partier.
2: Yeah.
1: He He
2: also probably strikes me as someone who's fundamentally very insecure. And, and that is, I think that is what drives most, most people to cheat is like deep insecurity, right? It's Um, like your
1: own, like, that's what, that's where we felt like, sorry for Jackson way of like if you really got beneath it, you're like, it really is all about you. It really is. And your need for a
2: validation. Yeah. Randall's need to feel attractive, that he's still in the game, that he's not, you know, entering, you know, the winter of his life, that he is still uh, like a hot commodity. And I think that also Randall is kind of ridiculed for his looks, which I think is sad. I don't think he's like that. I think he's a fine looking person. Um, but I think that that probably plays a, plays a role he definitely is someone that did not come from wealth and built everything he has which I totally respect but I think there's maybe an inferiority complex there which drives him to make bad decisions
1: yes yes and yes I mean listen when I had Randall on this podcast twice I even said this to him I said this to Lala when she was on my podcast like it was almost like Does Randall not realize who he is? Do you know what I mean? Like, look, this is Hollywood. Let's just break it down. Like, he can get eight thousand women. Like, Lala, that's not a, that's not a knock to Lala because she can get eight thousand guys. Like, I mean, it's both. But like, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. But it's almost like, man, like you should be secure. Because you could get anybody. Right. Now, I mean, I, I know mean, that doesn't really make you secure because if they're with you for the wrong reasons, but right. I mean, people can fake it, right? So it's like, I also find you're huge, like you're a director.
0: Yeah. I mean, I find Randall to be also very personable and charming. Yeah. Like, very charming. I I honestly, and he's had like a great fan journey with people like liking him on screen. So clearly in real life, he's a delight. He's, like,
1: he was- Wonderful. I mean, I absolutely loved having him on. He follows up, he FaceTimes, like he was nothing, but they, listen, both of them were. I found Lala to be so open and honest when I chatted with her, no angle, not trying to get a headline, Mm -hmm. just like you're asking me questions and I'm answering them. So I personally loved Randall and Lala both. When I interacted with them before, during, and after our podcast experience, I really did. I really liked them both. I thought Randall was so nice. I
2: yes, and I I've listened whenever I listen to them on podcasts. I find them to be so likable, like so with it and very straightforward. And I totally become fans. Um, and so right, yeah. I think it's super. I think it's super sad. And I hope what? that. I hope that they, I don't know. I think it's super sad, basically, I guess. I mean,
0: yeah. I think that's why it's hard for me to believe that, like, this would be a a publicity stunt, I guess. That she would just throw away their relationship for ratings. Because I do, I could see how you could fall in love with him. truthfully. Well, yeah, so I well, do Intentionally. People,
1: people yeah. were saying, like, it wasn't for ratings. It was, like, for her book signing. She had, like, another book Still, signing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't think I she... Mean, No, that there's no way that would be ridiculous. No, I mean, I I don't,
1: I I agree. And I really do hope that they make it. And I really do feel, and this is not an insult either. I feel like they're as good as each other could do. And I know that sounds horrible, but I don't, I mean, at the opposite, I mean, like they're kind of perfect for each other. Right.
2: Okay. But I do want to say one thing and I've heard Lala say, maybe it was on your podcast, but I've heard her say in an interview like basically someone said some, she was paraphrasing. She said, someone's asked me if I would be with Randall if you, you know, didn't have all of his success. And no, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be attracted to, to him without the full package essentially, which I think is a pretty dark thing to admit. Like, even if it's totally straightforward, even yeah. if it's totally true and straightforward, like what if Randall was to say, oh yeah. And once Lala, La you know, once the bloom of youth has completely faded, now what drew me to her will, you know, I'm not, I will no longer be interested in. Like, I think that that's actually like, I don't know. I think that there's some, it's not, that's not, that's, that doesn't make a healthy relationship or a very strong relationship if it's built primarily on attraction to superficial things.
1: Hmm. I mean, I I get it, but it's almost like, how can I put this? Like, I mean, like I'm turned on by success because I don't like weak people. Like you know what I mean. Like to your point, after a weekend with Schwartz, I would be like Jesus fucking Christ. Like don't ever fucking speak to me again. <laughs> I would have I would have a great weekend with Schwartz. But I mean, I am I am attracted to like powerful right personalities. I don't think I am because I'm such a domineering personality, but. Then I get cute and innocent and shy. And I'm like, this is so sweet. And then after a week, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I can't date this person. This is horrible. <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, like, I kind of say that I'm attracted to success, but it's not necessarily tied to money, if that makes any sense. Like when yeah, when it, I it meet does make you sense. and you're like a like professional mess at fucking forty eight, like <laughs> well hold on like hold on I have to tell my roommate to quiet it I'm like what what like room what like I don't care if this is New York or what like I want to throw up now like you're full you know like that's a turn off.
2: Yes, no, I agree, and I think that's a uh, that is a charitable read of that
1: um, I'm being of her charitable saying today. that I'm being charitable. You are. I and know. I think you might
2: be a straight woman if you understand the the Tom Schwartz thing. I think I was wrong. You do get it, David. I, I you know, I,
1: I get it. Like I first, but now I get it. Like in a relationship- I would just be like Jesus I, I'm gonna I, this is horrible like what do you mean you can't stand up to Tom Tom Sandoval. like get the fuck out of my way sorry I have to butt in and Tom Sandoval, go fuck yourself don't ever speak to him again like that and then I've gone to something else but I would be like I'm so turned off that you can't even stand up for yourself and have him right fine I want to throw up right so I get it um What do we, now here's some controversial stuff to say, who is your, this will be controversial when I tell you this, (laughs) you do enjoy the experience of Vanderpump Rules more than me this season. I'm going to try to take this conversation and maybe get there. I don't know why I'm not there. You know what it is? I just think it's like, it kind of knew all this. That's my thing. Like I knew about Brock and Sheena just from like all the blogs and yeah. I don't know, like I feel like nothing Mm, it's about this it's yeah. not yeah, okay. like I'm yeah. not saying like I don't sit there and say where's Stassi where's Jax where's Kristen I do move on the same way I moved on after LVP left you know Beverly Hills the same way I, I mean I never skipped a beat with Bethany I'm like I, I do accept once the casting change is made like I don't really but something for me isn't quite gelling yeah I mean, it's a reduced cast. We got rid of all the fluff. And so it's more like, I don't know. It's just not gelling. Now, who is your, because this is going to be controversial, your king and queen? They don't have to be like a couple. Just who's your favorite guy and your favorite girl? And then I'll tell you mine. And it's going to be shocking.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can't Wait. Uh, mine okay. is favorite girl is Lala, for sure. She's the most interesting to watch um, by a mile, in my opinion. Um, and I think that, and my king is, is James. James is also an incredible television, oh even gosh. sober, even sober. He's <laughs> flicking water on Max to wake him up because of, because, and he's, you know, saying horrible things. He's a basket. He's a, he's a dumpster fire of a person
0: that makes her great television. Oof. Okay. I am gonna, Go I'm going to, I'm going to have to say that Ariana is my queen. I think that and for different reasons like Lauren is coming from you know who's the most interesting to watch I'm like who do I like the most mm. who do I want to be friends with in real life absolutely hands down Ariana I think she continues to be the most rational person on the Bravo franchise um on any of the Bravo franchises um and I just yeah I I love her um and I didn't initially when she came on the show thought she was like a boyfriend stealer but I think my king <sighs> I want to say Randall because I just think he's like extremely likable despite all the you know the cheating um but I think that Tom Sandoval seeing what he did for uh James's proposal was unreal to me I'm like I want to be friends with Sandoval in real life because he goes you know above and beyond for his friends um so you know I'm coming from I guess pure a pure side of things and I love Ariana and Tom Sandoval
1: you really like the couple. You You really yeah. are a Tom and Ariana fan.
0: That being said, no, I don't know I if do I totally believe in their love. I don't know if I believe in them as a duo, to be quite honest. But I really like both of them
1: individually. Huh. I'm not sure that I see the appeal per se of all that. Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, you David. Don't, I'm with you. Do you, I, don't, you, don't, you don't like either of them?
1: I... Used to love, well, I guess I never really loved. I I'm starting to see Sandoval in a much different light.
2: Oh, really? Okay. I want to hear. Yeah. What what
1: kind of light? You know, like just high maintenance and like difficult to get along with. I'm not criticizing him. I just think like the whole jax thing. And then like the whole, I'm, I'm, this is not a criticism. It's just an observation. Like, you know, like Jax has an issue with you, like whatever, because like, you didn't, you know, you didn't like what he said. You got mad at him. Now you're freaking out about Katie. And like, all, And I'm that, not saying, I'm not saying he's not right. I'm just saying like, I'm starting to be like, maybe we didn't see this really high maintenance Tom Sandoval yeah. for all these I mean, years. Yeah.
0: I- and just like
1: being like my mustache and like, I am like a hipster, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm, I have money now. I just, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying I'm starting to see like why maybe everyone's like, oh God, Sandoval, no they
2: Well, I, I mean, <laughs> most of his c- scenes are either him like primping, pumping iron or complaining that people don't like his ideas. Like he's just, I, I find him to be most of the time unlikable actually. Oh, well, that's so um, funny. I do find when he's tender about his friendship or his, you know, love for Ariana, then I get back in his corner. Um, but most of the time, I find him to be like an egomaniac.
1: And the whole Ariana thing, I'm not sure I understand Really? All of that. I mean, I
0: feel like, I, I feel like when she, they were sitting at the table and having the argument where Tom was t- coming for Katie and Ariana was not just like blindly backing him. I was like, I kind of like I, I believe that like, I just, I think she's like a really rational person and I don't know. I just like her. I, you know, as far as entertaining television goes, Lala's clearly very entertaining. James to me, though has been kind of boring this season. I mean, he had this like blow up with Max, but I don't know. I like, he's like annoying to me. I never want to be inside James Kennedy's head. Like the idea that you would say in the sober light of day, like call someone fat multiple times. Right. Like, it's beyond me. I'm just like, like oh evil. my gosh, do you actually think, you think like a 15-year-old boy all the time?
1: Okay, listen, we have a, that's, I have a lot to say with that. But I agree with James being the king. I do. Really? Thank you. Yes. I do. I find, like, even when he was just on Watch What Happens with Raquel, you know, recently,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: find James, like, you, he's at that Stassi level of, like, where were you all of our lives? He's so, his li- one-liners, he's so good on reality TV. Okay. I agree. He's so like, even when he was on like, watch with Andy and he's like, "What?" And he's just like, he's not even really paying attention. And he says something, he almost laughs at his own jokes because he knows it's, they're funny. His one-liners are funny. And so he almost laughs at them. And then like, I don't know, he's, And even when he's cocky, it's endearing.
0: I mean, when he's telling Raquel that she can't wear her wedding ring to work, like when he's just like lecturing her about how she has to treat her wedding ring so well, like it's, it's kind of like awful, but it's also kind of amazing. Cause I'm I just cannot imagine being in a relationship with a person like that.
1: Right. And like for all of like, whoever, you know, like you look at certain couples and you're like, I'm not saying the other ones aren't together now, but I really do feel that James probably has learned and like, I don't think he would cheat on Raquel for real.
2: Okay. So I'm, I think that James uh, James's love for Raquel is so beautiful. It's so sweet. I think that he really loves her.
0: However, he seems like his belligerent angry side, it seems sober, like- belligerent, angry side too.
2: Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Chandler. The sober, belligerent, belligerent, angry side. He seems like the guy who will at some point, be a terrible husband in your yeah. like, middle age once you're no longer like the you know once you're, he's not so obsessed with you physically like he just seems so like obsessed and drawn to Raquel because of the way she looks and she is so beautiful but I do think that there's something kind of dark about that too because I don't know like the the way James treats people and is in, and ridicules people for their physical appearance I just feel like there's a there's an ugly side to that that seems inevitable. yeah
0: yeah which is why I cannot make him my
1: king. That makes sense. And I do think like Lala for me, I get it. I do think she steals every scene. I think that she's great and she is like the Stasi of the show now in the sense that I think, you know, outside the show she has will have the biggest career and has the biggest career, but this is going to be strange probably to most people when I say this, but my queen is actually Raquel and I'll explain why. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I find. Whereas like I'm bored in a sense that I'm not learning anything new. Really? Like, I'm like, I don't need to know anymore about like, guess what? Ariana and Tom love to make cocktails. Really? Well, I mean, there you go. We found something out today. Katie needs to like push Tom Schwartz aside and like storm in and take the reins. Okay. Wow. We know. I'm finding Raquel to be the most interesting one for me to watch because Mm -hmm. like we don't know her and I'm enjoying getting to know her. And I feel like, she's the one I'm getting to know the most this season. And she's coming out of her shell and I'm learning more about her. And I do find like her, like she's authentic, like in her kind of like ditzy Valley girl way, but that's really her. And so I totally could see how her and James work. James is like a strong personality and he feels like he's rescuing her in a way, not that, you know, she needs rescuing because she's dropped dead gorgeous, but I feel like she feels comfortable with James and James feels like warm and fuzzy, like family, like she'll stay by him. You know, I don't know. I'm really finding getting to know her interesting.
2: I, I just feel like oh, Raquel, oh, sorry. I just think Raquel is, I, I agree in some sense, like last season I found her to be so boring and now I find her sincerity and sweetness to be like oddly beguiling. Like I'm very, I kind of lean in when she's on the screen. Like I find her to just be very interesting to watch um so I agree with you there but I, I do want to say I think that she could do so much better than James and so it like is painful to watch her commit herself to him because she is just like a top quality person and James is such a problematic person in so many ways and I
0: hate that word but he really is
1: but maybe he's changed
0: I don't know I think she's the best thing that's ever happened to him and I do not see him changing Like, for I don't think he's going to become a fundamentally better person.
1: But doesn't he realize that she's the best thing that's ever happened? Like, doesn't he now realize this?
2: Yes, I think he I think he realizes that. But the fact that he's still calling people fat, like while while sober and being like so cruel about people's physical appearances, not to come back to this, but it does bear repeating, in my opinion, like it is so emblematic of a person that is not a good human being no i mean
0: serious issues he has like the brain of a middle schooler like in his cruelty right like he seems so stunted to me as like a man
1: huh i see i i huh i mean he also does get special you know preferential treatment by lisa oh yeah like he, he can do no wrong
0: the
2: scene where the scene where Lisa had him and Max kind of like try to make amends, it was just so classic, like reality show fake. Like in what world would Lisa Vanderpump be trying to like have them both over to mend their friendship? Like she wouldn't have anything to do with it if right. they weren't on the show.
1: I'm just like, you know, why you don't go against Max? Like that's like the bosses. I mean, I know like oh, he's yeah. still, he still DJs there. I'm like, how is this okay for your career?
2: Right. Yeah. It did, you know. I don't know. That was a. That was very strange.
1: Um. I don't know. I'm really liking Raquel. I, I. I don't know what happened. It just in the middle of nowhere. I decided like Raquel is my person that I just <laughs> am intrigued to watch.
0: Okay. I. Yeah. I. I can see that. I really like have liked her more this season. I have to just say one final thought about this this season and Raquel specifically. The idea of Coachella being everyone's personalities, um, was so cringy to me. Like everyone being obsessed with Coachella and having this entire, you know, multi-episode theme of Coachella. where Coachella was like this amazing time for Raquel. It's like all, it's like, I, the idea of also having a Coachella theme proposal is just like so gross to me. It's like the worst part of like, so Southern California culture and I go yeah, to Coachella
1: I- It wasn't really my, I didn't really understand it. I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. I just really was kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of just not loving it. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. And is is there any buzz about it? Like, is anybody, I feel like nobody's really buzzing and watching it.
2: Well, I think I don't people think so. just assume that it's bad because like there's, I mean, I think people really underestimate how many people were watching that show to watch Stassi Schroeder. And so when Stassi's off, I think a lot of people tuned out like and stopped watching almost in solidarity. Like her fans are so intense.
1: Her fans are really intense. Are you watching Winter House? Do you watch Summer House? You no. House? Mm. That's another one. I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I just think that I like, new stuff remember when we used to get new shows on bravo like all the time and now everything is like 13 incarnations of housewives and 1200 incarnations of below deck and there's like no shows at all that are new and i guess you really can't say winter house is new because it's like half summer house you know two people from southern charmed and then some newbies but like i am fucking loving winter house i'm loving it oh you're loving it love it Love it! I don't. know Is it know. something where
2: we could jump in and watch this season, or do we have to go back?
1: No, this is the first season. Okay, start. Oh. Like, do you watch? So you don't watch Summer House. You don't watch. No. You don't watch Southern Charm,
2: Mm-mm.
1: which is okay. I mean, it it adds a level of interest because, like, now you have people from Summer House living in a house with two people from Southern Charm. So that right there, it's just interesting. Of course they all know each other because I mean they're Bravo celebrities, you know what I'm saying? But Right. It's interesting to see how they interact. And then unlike Vanderpump Rules last season where they brought in these five newbies and it was so strange. They have newbies that have not been on Summer House or Southern Charm and they are they are interesting. They are holding their own one guy is from Italy and he is fucking dropped it gorgeous. And like, they all kind of know each other, but like the newbies aren't like, where, why are these people here? And it's not too heavy summer house because then you would just be like, I don't understand. Like just take the same people from summer house and put them in the winter. It's not that. So it's like newbies, summer house people and Southern charm. And it's all mixed up and they're just drinking and getting drunk. And like the first night, like four people were making out in the hot tub <laughs> I, I would start and watch it if I were you okay, This sounds I'm like gonna a watch mess it. and I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. It's kind of like, for whatever reason, Bravo gave summer house so much rope to hang itself. It's like, it was never good in the beginning. The ratings weren't good. They called it back a second season. It wasn't great. The ratings weren't great. They changed the cast. They called it back a third season. It was better. And then like fourth, it's like somehow they didn't cancel summer house and they let it find its stride. And it's like, as like Vanderpump is kind of on the downside, and all these housewife stuff is on the downside, like summer houses, it, it had a moment last year and now this winter house is great. So I don't know. I'm going to watch.
2: I'm going to watch. It be interesting. To, yeah. Because I've been so pleasantly surprised by Vanderpump. So if you don't like Vanderpump, but you like winter house, then it's probably going to be phenomenal.
1: Yeah. You might, really like it or you might hate it, but it's just, look, it's all a bunch of people. And of course there's like relationship drama already. And this one, cause I mean, a lot of these people don't know. It, so it's like, this one likes that one. These two, like the same guy, this one likes this one. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, there's, you're in a house in Stowe, Vermont for like, and I do love a winter scene. Like that's part of why I love RHO SLC. So it's like a winter scene, but you know, it's drunkenness and hooking up and just drama I mean, like real drunkenness like it's just you know and they're like young and like they're in their 20s I don't know put this on the agenda
2: okay I'm gonna watch
1: it's I'm gonna watch and then I'm curious to see if you like it you know but there's like drama over rooms like you have Ramona singing flashbacks yeah so that's so so Vanderpump you love I'm gonna try to like it more you're gonna watch this What else? What else is going on in the Bravo world these days? Anything? Oh, did you see the recent thing? A few, like recently that TMZ is reporting. And of course now it has life that like the Roni reunion was canceled now Mm. because Ebony filed a claim of racism with corporate against Ramona.
0: I did see that.
1: And you also saw that, I mean- that book they said they found nothing right they found nothing but did you see that at that party they were all at that apparently which i think this is a stretch like but it could be like luann ramona and leah walked out the door as soon as ebony got there
2: oh interesting so Hmm. like
1: when ebony was on my show fairly recently she said she's spoken to everybody in some form except lou so I don't know if some form means like Ramona being like, I'm cleared, bitch. Like you tried to take me down. It didn't work. Fuck off. And yeah. then he's saying, LOL, <laughs> you know, like I don't really know in what, but I mean. I mean, these bitches do
2: not want to get Stassi Schroeder. That's for sure. No. Yeah. But
1: I feel, listen, I feel, cause I just had someone else on my podcast that's coming up. We don't need to get into who because I hate to reveal these things, but you know, they were talking about like flipping out and like Jeff and Jenny, like, I don't, did you watch flipping out?
2: Oh, I'm a huge
1: Jeff Lewis fan. Right. So they were talking about like flipping out and like, you know, I mean, I think everyone knows like Jenny went to corporate, you know, and said Mm -hmm. like after Jeff fired her in real life, she said wrongful termination. Like, here's the thing, like, this is an actual corporation people like you know what I mean? Like NBC, these are
2: actual HR complaints. So they have to investigate
1: like like NBC corporate, even Andy does not know what's going on. I mean, Andy doesn't even work at NBC. I mean, so he doesn't even care if it's not his show, but like, right. Like when you go to like NBC is like a Jenny Pulos, and you Mm -hmm. say like, I want to, you know, you're throwing words around like you know, and this isn't, I didn't say this, this other person said it, but like, so, I mean, I don't even know if all this is true, but like, you know, wrongful termination and I'm not coming for Jenny cause she was on the show and I fucking love her, but you know, like that's when the show like the flipping out got canceled. I mean, it didn't have great ratings at that point, but right. Like when you have a mess on your hands from an HR point of view and there's claims, it's not helping your show. So it's almost like if the girls weren't speaking to Ebony, I would get it. It's almost like this show is going to be fucking cancelled because of you. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like when you involve corporate, that train, once that train leaves the station, there's no coming oh, back. Interesting. Like you can say, oh my god, okay, I'm like, I've, I've sat on it. I've sobered up. I am this, that. It's like, this has to be investigated now. Like this right. is a claim. It, it's DEFCON 5. Yeah.
2: Did Did, did Jenny go... And complain about jeff after she was fired or before
1: i don't know i have to like okay. this, this person brought it up and oh, i, I interview i got the like i always knew there was something like but she implied like it was after and words like wrongful termination were thrown around
2: well what's interesting about that is is, you know, Jeff revealed on his Sirius XM show that Jenny net- had, hadn't actually worked for him for years, that she would just come in and, like, work for him during the three months they were filming. But other than that, you know, she didn't actually work for him. She wouldn't come into the office. Uh, and it was kind of like, you know, she would only be there to film, essentially. She wasn't really working for him. So I think it's interesting that she filed, like, a wrongful termination given that it wasn't even like a real joke.
1: Right. Cause like, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I don't know how that works. Like if Jeff said, she's off flipping out, like, I don't even know if you really have that power, but right. maybe he did. And then, right. That's when she was like, well, I mean, I don't blame someone like Jenny. I mean, I, listen, I, I would do the same thing. Like, I don't blame, like, I don't, I mean, if you're really going to go down to me, I mean, I would take the whole ship down with me personally. Like if you were going to fire me from a show that I was a huge part of, I would, I wouldn't go quietly personally.
2: You're not going to go quietly into that good night. You're going to bring, you're going to bring all flipping out all of Rony down with you. Oh my gosh. Never got on a show with David. That's what we're learning.
1: Yeah. Like, listen, I'm like a lawyer. Like, don't, I, I've always said this. I'm very nice until you really cross me. And it's like, you're going to put me at to pasture. Let me tell you how that's going to work seriously, (laughs) it's not like, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to be very calm and quiet. Like, you know how like certain people on the reality shows are just calm and quiet when they fight, but they're like deadly. That's my style. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You can, you can all scream and I'm just going to sit here quietly, but I'm going to go home and like cause a lot of trouble. So I love
2: about you. I love that you are willing to admit that because I think most people would like to just assume that they are not that person that they wouldn't do that. But I like your, that you're like, no, I'm a silent killer, And if you come for me, bitch, I'll stab you.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, listen, short of coming for me though, I am so thick skinned. You could criticize me, hate me, talk about me, say shit about me. Like, you know, I don't care about that stuff Go on Twitter and trash me all day. I'm very thick skinned. So do whatever you want. But when it's like a real business, like you, you really are now going to affect my bottom line. I will I will see red and I just need like an hour to myself to make a few phone calls. And we're going to come out. And (laughs) this is the house is coming down. Like, (sighs) like I've lit the match and involved 35 people and the house is coming. It's going to be destroyed. But short of that, like, just, you know, don't come for me in a big sense. You could fight with me on TV and hate me, but you know, like something like getting, so I don't even know all the details, but that's what this woman was talking about. And just, so I think like, it's the same thing. Like, And I'm not saying Roni's not coming back. I'm just saying like, if these, if this article is true, which they're saying that, you know, that's what happened, I could see why the other women wouldn't really necessarily want to speak to Avani. For
2: sure. And I can understand how the other women uh, probably don't want their entire show to be like completely produced and changed by this other cast member. So I, I totally have empathy for the other women.
1: That's the thing. And the thing is like, I just don't, again, if these were ratings, like, you know, if this happened on Beverly Hills, they would be shitting a brick and they would figure out how to work it out. But when the ratings are down, like they were on flipping out at that time, I mean, I, I believe that's probably, I mean, I think there were cancels canceled for a lot of reasons, but that's probably one of them. You know what I mean? And New York isn't, this isn't this is this the time for all this drama like I don't know like so I just don't know I mean I definitely think I still predict I would think that Leah and Ebony and I don't know either Sonia or Ramona one of those two is not coming back
2: Hmm. I yeah well I hope it's Leah I also want to say though that this is very good information for me to know because you know I was going to ask for the behind the velvet ropes HR department's number after this call but I think (laughs) I'm going to
1: (laughs) honey let me tell you something I the HR department tells me everything I will be making notes so just they're closed yeah the HR department is on vacation sweetie (laughs) You know, we'll but get back I, to shortly, but I don't think Ebony, like, I think that's a whole nother legal thing. Like, but I think, you know, you could get rid of someone that makes a complaint like this. If you get rid of other people at the same time, it, you know, but I just think, I don't know. I don't think Ebony's going to go so quietly, but I also, I don't think she's going to be back. And I don't think Leah's going to be back.
0: I mean, maybe this is the time when they clean house with, with New York completely. This is,
1: this is a disaster. They're, they're going to clean house. They really are. You guys will be back. We need to think of another assignment. Yes. Okay. Anytime. I we'll think of forever. another. We'll, I'm going to think of another assignment and then you'll come back. Where can everyone find you guys online so they can listen to your wonderful podcast too?
2: Thank you. We are the Pop Apologists. You can find us on anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Pop Apologists. And we are also the Pop Apologists on Instagram. So hit us up. We're a new episode every Wednesday. And David, We would love to come back. Just literally could talk to you, could talk my life away.
1: Same here. And I love that we do this in the morning. We're having our coffee before we get on to other things. Um, I will think of another topic and send it to you. Everyone needs to follow you guys. Pop Apologist on Instagram and keep in touch. And I will DM you later.
2: Thanks, David. Thanks, David.
1: Love you both. Bye. 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 Bye.